Hey everybody, welcome to the Heart is a Muscle podcast, and today we're going to talk about what, Jordan? We are going to talk about my first experience of my inherent worth, and my body image struggles. Um, I get really vulnerable in this one. This is one of those conversations that I've reflected back on since we've recorded it. And thought, oh man, I don't know if I want to share that with everybody or not. Because I just get so real and really honest. So, I hope that you guys enjoy it. Yeah, this is the real stuff. So, enjoy. Okay, baby. <coughs> Alright, what are we talking about? Um, we're talking about my first experience of my inherent body worth wow on last week sometime wow last week huh yeah all right it was in the gym how did it feel um so yeah well it started not feeling so good because mm -hmm. do you remember when we were I think it was arm day or something last week yeah yeah i think yeah it was arm day and um there was that girl who's tall like me and we were posted up right next to her and i was uh -huh. like there's a part of me that's like fucking great like she <laughs> is yeah. exactly like me except she has bigger boobs and a bigger butt and she's a little bit shorter but she has dark hair she's tall and and she's in, she's doing bent over rows, like <laughs> the sexiest position you could ever be in, in the gym. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Like, I'm just like derpy George. Or like, I was like my own self, but it was just like, parts of me were like, she's like me except better. What do you think she thought watching us? Because I know I caught her watching us a couple of times and I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. I just assume girls like that see me and they're like, they just see everything that's wrong with me. Yeah. How come? Because that's what I'm looking at in other girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. That's honest. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like, I mean, we see what's good about each other, but we're looking for the things that are going to make us feel better. So there we were doing arms. Yeah. And I don't, it, it was like a miracle or something. I don't know. I, I don't remember exactly what triggered it, but I was like, I'm wor I'm worthy just how I am. Like I don't have to be the best looking one in the room in order to be worthy. Mm -hmm. Or like just because my boobs are smaller than hers doesn't mean my boobs don't deserve celebrating. Mm -hmm. Or and it doesn't diminish my boobs at all. Yeah. And 
I was like, I, I don't know. I was just like tweeting. I had to tweet all this stuff because yeah, you were you were on like, your phone. Yeah, it was Never like a, a new discovery. Like, wait, I don't have to be the best looking one here, and like still feel okay. Like, I can be okay with the body that I have right now. Like, I can still connect with people and play and be emotionally present. And with the body that I have right now? Yeah. I remember you were in good spirits because we were getting after it doing those uh, preacher curls, helping each other out. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. You were getting real, real dirty with those art, with those preachers. Yeah. Well, I was just on fire with my own, like, I don't know. It was just like, it was a new discovery, but it didn't make everything all better. Mm-hmm. I, I remember one of the things that I wanted to say that I did like about it was that I wasn't, I don't know exactly how to say it, but like I wasn't using your attention as a weapon against me or like as a gauge of what my worthiness is or not. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was a new... I've been trying not to do that in general, but I could see like that, that, that it was like a new level of that, of like my worthiness had nothing to do with you or your parts. Yeah. And that was a really clear um, distinction that I had to, um, I don't know, own. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Like my worthiness had nothing to do with you. Or what you preferred. That's pretty groundbreaking, huh, Bebe? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that felt nice. It felt really nice for a lot. I mean, a lot of reasons. Just it felt nice for me, but it also felt like I could actually connect with you still. But what wasn't nice about it was I was more in touch with like the raw pain of, I don't know, like where I, when I compared myself to her, where I thought I landed or like the raw pain of, of this paradigm of like being the best and of not being the best like that that was still like a really raw wound of like, I'm not the best. So meanwhile, I was feeling that, but then I had the, like this level of worthiness of, but I don't have to be the best. It was like parallel things happening inside of me. Mm-hmm. Like, but because I had that worthiness, I didn't have to do all the strategies that I usually do about being the best. I didn't have to like, um, I don't know, shut down and dissociate from it and like not care. I didn't have to like a strategy of like managing your attention or something or pretending like I'm aloof. Like I didn't have to do those cause I felt some worthiness, but it got like underneath those strategies. I'm realizing there's, there was just so much raw pain there mm-hmm. of not being the best and like fear like survival kind of fear. Um, 
but that was like wrapped in a cocoon of worthiness so it was bearable to feel it it was like i was i was bigger than it wow so where do you how do you feel now that that's like come and gone yeah um because it was great then but i still but it's like Every time I experience something like big like that, like I really did experience my worth, my inherent worth. And I separated from you. I separated it from you. I separated it from anybody, anybody else. And it was really freeing. But I feel like any time I have a big expansion like that, it's like a contraction comes on the other side of that. Yeah. That makes sense. Because, I mean, even just later that day for cycle class, I was feeling super insecure again. Really? Yeah. Um, or, I mean, not like super insecure, but normal insecure. <laughs> or like comparing myself and, and like I wasn't normal the best. <laughs> like I'm never the best when I go into the gym. Yeah. Rarely. Can't say that I'm always the best either. So. Yeah. So, what's your experience of that? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That day was pretty interesting. I think there was some energy from you that was, um, I don't know, just really connecting with me. Because I remember, like, I don't know. I really felt like your kind of happy, happy-go-luckiness. Like, it felt really genuine, like, we're in the gym to, like, get after it. And the energy I got from her was definitely the, like, oh, like, I got to, like, perform and look good and, like, that, 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 because, like, these, like, you know, really good looking people are next to me type of thing. Like that's the energy I got from her, huh. which is usually like kind of the ones that we battle with of like, Oh, you know, we're next to somebody looking really good. Let's make sure we look really good. But I felt like, I mean, I was just like, well, whatever, like not something <laughs> much for me to do here. <laughs> um, I was just trying to get in a nice, nice arm day and I don't know, it's kind of fun. You had to be playful with you and like help you out. And the thing that I think is funny, and this happens at the gym a lot of times when you and I are really getting into it, I think we either kind of set the tone or like set the okayness for whatever, because you know, we're in there really heaving and hoeing and making a lot of noise and stuff like that. And like, usually people don't do that, but then when we do it and like really are getting into the, our workout, other people start doing that. And that chick that was next to us started getting into her workout once we like, you know, made it known that that's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You always look so beautiful to me and I always think you're definitely the best looking around. Mm -hmm. I'm, also, I'm also pretty biased. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't have to be. No, you don't have to be. It's not like uh, uh, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's size everyone up here and see who's the winner, and that's what I'm going to give my attention to. No, it has nothing to do with that. Yeah, I feel like that's been my experience of men. Like yeah. not outright. I mean, sometimes outright. My dad was pretty outright. Mm -hmm. But like with Joe, that's what was happening underneath the surface of and I don't even know. I don't even think it was really just about image, but just like if there was anything different. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to be said for the like new shiny. Um, I know that's a, a sometimes thing that can like pull your attention away. Mm -hmm. You know, the squirrel effect. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, as far as it goes for like connection and worth and all that kind of stuff. The squirrel effect has nothing to do with that one. Like, I don't look at someone else and I'm like, well, they look better, so they must be more worthy of my attention or they must be a better person or uh, I'm going to throw away what I have with you because there's probably something better there. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's the energy too, I mean, like I said, her energy seemed like she was more concerned with what we thought of her than like bouncing around. Mm -hmm. Like she was judging us. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about her judging me or anything like that. I care like what my parts care about is, is she a threat to my survival? Like yeah. is she a is she a threat? Is she gonna get me abandoned? Yeah. Like it so it all revolves around you. Well. When I see through that like that lens, and yeah. it's so fucked up. Like how much of my experience as a woman revolves around the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean those parts don't have to fear that because it's not as simple as that, even though, you know, your experience in the past is eventually boiled down to that, but. Yeah. I mean, but like, I'm guessing and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but like, you don't want to be in charge of my worthiness. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> that's, uh, that's something I can't be in charge of. Yeah. Right. Because, and you know, it's one of those things that you do put that on me eventually that wears thin because it's just like, that's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, otherwise, if I don't always give you my attention and my affection and everything, because it, you know, is the, the linchpin for whether you feel worthy of, you know, being alive. Yeah. 
that's a it's an easy thing to to carry and you know it doesn't really my opinion of you doesn't have really any inherent value in how worthy you are anyways yeah so you know it's one of those things of it's none of my like doing to make you worthy or not worthy yeah yeah that's right and like that's not how i want to show up anymore like i'm beginning to wake up to that in my own self of like like that i think that's why it was so powerful for me to experience my own worth separate from you like it had and it wasn't it wasn't emotionally distant from you it wasn't like fuck him i don't care like <laughs> Like it yeah. wasn't like a hardened <laughs> mm -hmm. place. It was like, I was still connected to you and I was still worthy. And this girl is bending over with her tits hanging out in the mirror and that's okay. <laughs> like I'm still okay. I'm still just as worthy. Yeah. That has nothing to do with it. Like I'm still free to be emotionally available Yeah. to you and to anybody, to myself. I don't have to like harden and shut down and, or like implement all these strategies to try to negotiate my shame away. Yeah. Like it was just plain as day. Like I'm not the best one here, but I'm also worthy. Like my body looks exactly as it does and I'm still hundred percent worthy. Yeah. I mean, you know, not to distract from the point, but your body also looks incredibly amazing. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, it's one of those things we've talked about this too. Like we always focus on like the 5% negative and make that, make the 95% positive mean nothing. But what I hope is that, you know, you can really love yourself outwardly as much as you're working on loving yourself inwardly too, because I don't know, not only are you a beautiful person inside, but also outside. And I don't know, even if that changes in one way or the other, you'll still be beautiful and still be worthy. Yeah. You know. Like I'm I, I mean I think like yeah, I've never I've just never really I've understood the concept of inherent worthiness. But no I I've had little embodiment of it. You also had a lifetime of people enforcing the opposite. Of tr fucking trauma, I guess. <laughs> I mean, who, who really hasn't in these modern times? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know where I find mine. I'm not really sure where mine stems from, but yeah, I'm just, I'm separating my worthiness from my body. My worthy, I'm separating my worthiness from the male gaze actually. Yeah. I mean, like my, I mean, for so long, I've lived in this experience of 
all of my, we were talking about this the other day, like all of my light, all of this life I have inside of me, all of this gifts, everything that makes me me, just being reduced to my body. Yeah. And like my worthiness rides or dies on how bloated I am that day. Yeah, like you're the hurdle you have to come have to overcome before your true light can shine is whether you look good or not. Yeah, how, that's like, right. And what and, and when how I silly can, that is. Yeah, when I can <laughs> get myself to a place where I look good, where I can have an admirable body, then I can show up. And right. Like, then yeah. Then your light will real will truly shine. Yeah. Which is silly. Yeah. Your light shines regardless. Yeah, and it's actually like my light that makes me worthy. My body has nothing to do with that, with my worthiness. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a part of attractiveness is is confidence. Yeah. And that shining through regardless of, you know, what you look like. Yeah. Regardless of if I'm the best in the room. Yeah, I mean... That's one of those, like, things in life, like, how many times in life are you the best at, like, anything in the present moment? I don't think I've ever been that. Besides, like, um, I don't know, when's the time that I've been the best? I don't know, I would say you're the best at the gym quite often. Yeah, I'm working on that. But like, you know, it's so often that the only time you're the best is like when you win a game or something like that. You're like, oh, I'm the best of all of you because I beat you in Scrabble or or what are the games we play? Um, Settlers of Catan. Yeah. I mean, you're you're like always the best in that one. You're always crushing everything in that game. So. Yeah, but I like I I think like if it's the pursuit of being the best that kills me. Yeah. It's the best to who? The best to the patriarchy when it comes to body image. I mean, it's the best to race the bottom. Yeah. A race to like hollow yourself out and like i mean the thing that i've noticed especially when it comes to like this pursuit of of becoming perfect in your outward appearance (laughs) (laughs) a prefect (laughs) the pursuit of becoming perfect (laughs) you know in like you know all these dystopian books and in movies and stuff like that how people just become so crazy with their fashion and like the way that they look and all this kind of stuff because they've evolved into this like super you know mm-hmm. illustrious society and then you look at people today and you're just like whoa like wow like you are really trying hard to like look super duper like something that is supposed to be perfect and it looks like we're in the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like your Plutarch Weathersby or whatever. Yeah. When really, like, um, I don't know, I think for the majority of people, the more you just 
you know, look the best version of whatever you think the best version of you is more than enough. You look great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had this experience where I was walking around and I was wearing like I'm so I'm in this process of figuring out what my style is, like clothes style, as I'm reinventing myself. And I was wearing something like kind of preppy or like I would think is like kind of posh or and I was walking around and I mean, I I thought I looked good like leaving, but I was like man, I felt so uncomfortable with myself. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to be like. Like, this is this is how the girls that I get jealous of dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, now I'm one of them. I've become, or like, I'm trying this on. Like, I've become that. And I can pass as that. Mm-hmm. And I hated that feeling. I felt like... I was like, oh, this isn't me. Like, I, yeah, I just felt like I was walking around not me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I looked good, but I felt so fake. Hmm. Yeah, like, I think that's kind of what I'm realizing, too, is, like, when I am the best, quote, unquote, right. that I hate, I feel, it feels icky. <laughs> I'm like, wait, this isn't what I wanted. I'm the this, best. I hate it. Yeah. Well, this isn't like who I wanted to become. Right. And I thought I had to in order to survive or in order to like secure my relationship. Mm-hmm. In order to be picked. Well, this is about relationships. So let's talk about securing it. Your first step is to look bomb. Yeah. <laughs> to have no flaws. Have no flaws. That's the first step. Surgery. Securing like a relationship. Required. Yep. That's all silly. First thing is securing a relationship is to embrace your flaws. Yeah. I mean, I think how I was feeling in the gym was I was living in a way where my flaws didn't even exist. Like, there's no such thing as flaws. Yeah. Like, flaws be damned. Like, Like just be you. Who created my flaws? Yeah. That's the idea of flaws. What a great idea. I don't think you have any flaws. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's Let me like... list your flaws real quick, okay? Let me pass judgment upon you. Um, uh, let's see here. You've got weak wrists. <laughs> <laughs> you can only lift so much weight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like, how dehumanizing to... To be like, yeah, she's great, but mm, she has this flaw. Or like, like, and I do that to other people too. Like, how do you Yeah, is that that so common? Yeah, but that's like, like asserting your dominion or your judgment over somebody else's being. Like, yeah. yeah, I feel like that is the world that I get caught up in where I start believing what other people think mm-hmm. more than I believe I, in my own worth. Yeah, so what do we do about that? I think what I'm doing about that is trying to wake up to my own worth. 
like I I'm listening to this book called the uh, the dissident daughter the dance of the dissident daughter or something by Sumant Kid and she talks about like she unless she's waking up to her womanhood she's pregnant with her future self wow yeah and that's how I feel like I am like I'm birthing this future self of me and it involves me waking up and owning my own worthiness. And the biggest thing that stops me from doing that is because, I mean, it's like trauma, but this belief that if I own my own worthiness, I will be abandoned. Like it's either me playing small or it's me being alone. Yeah. Are you willing to risk it? I have to be. Yeah, you do have to be. Yeah. And like, I have to be for both of us. Yeah, because trust me, the more you play small, the less, I don't know. Yeah. The less you that will be out there. Yeah. And what I think connects us so well is how the light of your, I don't know, self, your power shines upon us. Mm-hmm. And I try to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. And we've both been in those relationships where we have played small and betrayed ourselves and they suck. Yeah. And are hollow and unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So. And as I think I'm doing that less and less in our relationship, but I am still doing that. I can tell because of like how worried I get about where your attention goes or how like stressed out my body gets if there's another pretty girl or if I'm not the best. Like I'm, I'm tired of being that stressed out about that. Yeah, I'm tired of being that stressed out about it too because yeah. there's not much to stress out about. Yeah. Yeah, but if it it feels like a big life or death thing that I'm grappling with. I mean, I think that's what that's what trauma like makes it feel like mm-hmm. it's life or death. But I'm also like stepping out of this patriarchal world that formed me to be who I am. That told me that told me who I am and that shamed me for stepping out of it before. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of just like, I don't know, even if I do get abandoned or even if not even abandoned, even if like what you value changes and it's not me anymore, like I'm still enough, like it hurts. It hurts more to remain where I am than to try to do the work of being enough even yeah. without you. That's that's awakening right there. The instant you realize that staying the same is more painful than changing. Yeah. Yeah, are you experiencing that too? I have experienced that many times 
and it's a real like oh shit moment when you're just like yep yep it's really clear now mm-hmm. uh, I'm not really experiencing that at the moment, I didn't think, but, well, perhaps with other things. In our relationship, um, I think I've had some of those moments. Yeah. <laughs> but as far as your worth goes and your worth towards yourself, like, I feel like that's a, a paramount goal we both are striving for Mm -hmm. my effort is to give you the you know counter experience to what you've always experienced Mm -hmm. by letting your worth shine from within you Mm -hmm. and rejoicing in that and then just trying to celebrate you know whatever outward celebrations you want yeah that's a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people don't recognize for both sides. You know? What? That you don't have to, like, change someone to make them fit some, like, ideal that you want them to be. Yeah. You know, if you're with someone and they fundamentally make your skin crawl, then there's there's kind of your clue right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you're with someone and you're like, oh, shit, like, I wish that they would, like, quit chewing your nails. I hate them so much. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, those little things that just can't, you can't get over that you you know, form these like super harsh criticisms about like not sure where I'm going with this, but your person's worth and what makes them special to you is way more than like the few little annoying things that they do. Yeah. And your goal, I don't know, should not be to try and like pinpoint a a laundry list of things to change and then make that like your goal it should be to make a laundry list of the things that you both rejoice in and then to help each other grow yeah that's good good job um because then like all you're doing is just judging each other and finding flaws yeah and like the one person you're supposed to be safe with it's it's another thing to be like open with someone to be like it really annoys me when you do this and like i know you do it for whatever reason and you know it's really important to me that this changes that's different than being like i hate it when you do this that i hate it i want you to stop it Mm -hmm. because that's not an open conversation Mm -hmm. that's just shitting on each other yeah, and I feel like even more than like I hate it, it just shows up as like passive aggressive criticisms. Yeah, I mean, there's a difference between being open about something that your partner does or has or whatever that like bothers you and having a, an open and probably uncomfortable conversation so that you can both 
try and meet each other about it mm-hmm. versus just nagging each other. Yeah. And just, you know, building resentment from mm-hmm. each other, not trying to help each other change, but just like criticizing for each other for not changing. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's one thing that I had to check myself on when we first started dating, even a little bit into it was like, remember I would criticize you about shit? Yeah. I'd call you out for it. Yeah. And I'm happy that you did. (laughs) But yeah, I was realizing like, maybe we could do a whole episode on criticism because that's like a, a, a surefire sign that I was trying to, I needed you to play a different role for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I was, for instance, we were going to the gym and I was like, Hey, like you should probably do more booty stuff because your booty's small. And like, I'm looking around here and there's a lot of like nice booties. So like, maybe you should work on that. That is me you know, trying to project my perfect image of whatever on you and then criticizing you for not meeting it. Yeah. Which is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so fucked up. And throwing that little like, ooh, let me let me uh, have a little passive threat in there as well yeah. to motivate you. Yeah. Talking about manipulation. Oh, that, that's so traumatizing for me to even like hear as yeah. a joke. Well... Or examples. It's, it's the shit that people do to each other. It is. Oh, man. And girls do it to men too in different ways. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a fundamental thing that we do to each other because we all we all inherently know that we have stuff that we're insecure about. Yeah. And like crafty people can really find that yeah. and just pick away at that scab. Yeah. 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 That's manipulation. Or if there was something like with your booty that was like, hey, you know what? I've realized that like, I like big butts and I cannot lie. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to be true to you. And like, it would mean a lot or like, I feel like I would be more attracted to you or I don't know, even that's kind of shitty. But like, if you tried to be honest with like, I'm like finding myself attracted to other people because they have big butts and like, it makes me feel bad because I love you and I want to be attracted to you. So like, there you go. Maybe, maybe we could work out booty together and like something like that. I don't know. Like the thing with awkward conversations is that they're awkward because they're clumsy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not human. But like, it's a different thing to being honest about like what you're truly feeling and like letting your insecurity out there about your partner instead of criticizing. Yeah. Bringing this back to your own self-worth, like even if there's something, and this is kind of where it gets back to the worth because like when someone is honest with you about something that they're insecure about it's not that they are saying you're not worthy they're saying there's something with me that i am i have a a, a issue with internally myself about you but i care about you and i want you to know this so that we can work on it together Mm -hmm. it's not saying you're not worthy so change it's a i have something i'm dealing with 
and I need your help as my partner to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's a difference between worthiness and value. Like my coach talks about value is like the right fit at the right time. Mm -hmm. And so if you start liking something, that's not me, if you start liking short girls, (laughs) I'm not gonna like be, have the, I'm not going to be the right fit at the right time for you. Mm-hmm. Like we won't have value with each other anymore. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. But my worthiness will not change. Mm-hmm. Like my worthiness is completely independent of the value that you see in me because the value you see right. in me is, has at least half of it has to do with you. Yeah. Wow. I like that. Yeah. But like for me, my worthiness is still tangled up in my small boobs. Mm -hmm. So like you can't say a value thing to me yet about, yeah, I really like bigger boobs, but like you can't be honest with me how much you like bigger boobs because I will, I can't like untangle that, the value from my worthiness. Right. Here's a good example. This is a little blast from our past. Maybe we can shed some light. Do you remember? It was, we were just getting kind of serious and we had been in the gym for a while. And you told me that like you had made a commitment to yourself not to date someone shorter than you. Yes. And that was like a hard no for you. Yeah. Or like a real serious no. <laughs> yeah. And I remember being like, okay, now what? Yeah. (laughs) And I remember there was a part of me that was just like, well, I get why you don't want that because like, it's probably been like tough to always be taller than people because like you're supposed to not be taller than your, Mm -hmm. your guy. But for me, I was like, well, I can't fucking, you know, just stretch myself out to grow. So I guess that's kind of your decision to make. And I don't know, I'm, I've always been tall enough and (laughs) I'm not short by any means. So it was, it was one of those where I kind of had to really like find my worthiness in that and be like, yeah, I'm sticking by that. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, we kind of had to have that hard conversation where it's just like, I'm not going to grow an extra like two inches to be taller than you. So I guess you need to make that choice. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I get it. And I'll be sad, but I also understand. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I exactly said something like that. It was probably more awkward, but I think you did pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I just remember it was one of those things where it was just like, oh, damn, like, that's that's kind of a low blow, but I get it, and, like, it, yeah. it took a minute to kind of, because it was one of those things, and also it was, like, at a point where I was like, man, things are just going so well, and, like, we're finally, like, kind of connecting, and, like, we're just these little buddy lovers, and da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and then you're like, I can't date someone Charlotte. 
<laughs> I might as well have sounded like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, but one last yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. one last thing. Also, you were honest and open with me about it. You were like, hey, this is something I have that I like as a hard no or yes, or yes for me. And I remember thinking like, well, shit, at least like you put it out there. Mm-hmm. And like, because I could tell that day you were like struggling with something. I was like, oh, what is it like? Feeling bad about your body, I don't know. And then you hit me with that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, at least you didn't sugarcoat it. <laughs> You've always been good at not sugarcoating it when it doesn't need sugar. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's valuable. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. So anyways, that's the last thing I Yeah. Um, I, I want to say I'm so grateful that you have a handle on your worth. More than... I don't know. I'm grateful that you're not like me where your worth is super wrapped up into my opinion of you. Because thinking back on myself back then when I said that, like I, uh, that was a hard no for me or that was like something that I thought I needed because it was important for me to have this image of this couple so I could feel like I don't I don't have to be ashamed of my height anymore Mm -hmm. like that was a strategy for me to try to outrun my shame and so like what a bummer (laughs) it would be if from that day on you thought you started feeling so much shame because you weren't tall enough I mean, because I had said something to you in an attempt for me to outrun my own shame. Yeah. There was a while there where it was a bummer. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm not some like superhero, like worthiness king or something. But the only thing I can say to myself is like, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. get on the you know rack and stretch myself <laughs> or something like that. Like, sure, I can like do some more sure, stretching and maybe I can get that inch back that I've lost from like lifting (laughs) but it was just like I can't do anything about it so like Mm -hmm. if I can't do anything about it then I'm not gonna like get bent out of shape about it Mm -hmm. yeah and And I I have stopped caring well I straight up stopped caring another thing that might be that I always that for some reason my parts always would shine up would be like you know what, you may not be 6'2", but you know what, you're six something, and you've always been tall enough. And you know what, who cares? Like, there's plenty of people of all heights who are really proud of themselves, and we're proud of being as tall as we are, and we always mostly look down at most people anyway, so like, whatever. <laughs> From a physical height, not a, you know, judgment type. Well. <laughs> Um, but it was that kind of thing where it's just like well yeah i can't change this thing about me and i'm bummed about that but it's not as bad as it seems yeah there's always good sides to every downside yeah yep and i'm starting to feel that way more and more about my boobs yeah i love your boobs yeah the best. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, be because like your your worth has nothing to do with your height, and yeah. my worth has nothing to do with my boobs. Yeah, like it really doesn't. It has very little to do with it. I don't think it has anything to do with it. No. Like value, maybe like right fit for somebody. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of guys out there that do not like tall girls. There's a lot of guys out there that will require me to wear flats if I ever see them in person. <laughs> Inside joke. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyways, I'm learning a lot about my worthiness and I'm embodying it more and more as I start practicing. And, oh, this is another thing I was going to say about the gym is that it is the place to practice because I'm not the best at the gym. Yeah. That's the one thing about the gym is there'll always be someone who's more of something. Yeah. So it is a, a, a place to take solace and humbleness. Yeah. Just like that. I, I'm still enough. And at the gym, we're all trying to be better. So if someone's better, give them some props. Yeah, yeah. That's my gym petition. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm realizing all of those situations that I used to want to avoid, where I, if I wasn't the best, yeah. if I go to a party, who's going to be there? Mm -hmm. You know, like those are actually opportunities for me to go there and not be the best and practice embodying my worth anyway mm -hmm. of like it doesn't matter i my body looks exactly how it looks right now and i'm still 100 worthy of love you look banging <laughs> yeah look banging doing it mm -hmm. so yeah great stuff great stuff keep that worth train chugging yeah. Cool. Anything else you want to say? Um no, I think I feel complete with that. That one. Me too. Yeah. Thanks for being you. Yeah, thanks for being here. <clears throat> Sorry if I hogged it all this time. Hogged what? All the talking and Oh no, I went on quite the tie right there for a little yeah, while. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Awesome. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you'd like more information about what we talked about, or if you'd like to know more about the talented Jordan James, you can find her work at... You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my handle is at JustJordanJames. And my name, Jordan, is spelled with an I-N, so it's J-O-R-D-I-N. So uh, Twitter and Instagram, at JustJordanJames. You can also find me on my website, which is JordanJames.com. I also write on Medium quite a bit. So my profile on Medium is at JordanJames. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time.